0: focus podcast my name is Laura Gelner and I am a yoga therapist and occupational therapist based in New Jersey I created the yoga focus podcast as a way to talk about the tools and techniques of yoga and to see how we can use those techniques to create a greater sense of focus and clarity within our life Hey everyone, welcome to episode 6 of the Yoga Focus podcast. Today is a special episode, so I'm breaking from some of the things that we've been talking about with breathing and back care over the last couple episodes, because I wanted to talk about the very long-term project that I've been working on for about the past three years, on and off. Uh, Maybe even a little bit longer than that, but I don't want to admit (laughs) that it was longer than three years. That sounds like enough for me. But I've been working on writing this book, writing this practice manual to show people the versatility of using the wall as a yoga prop. Because over and over I've seen people using walls in yoga practice, but it's almost always for one of two different things. It's either to kick up into handstands or for students who are nervous going into headstand and of course both of those things the wall is great for helping you to get into those poses to experience what it's like to be upside down but to give some external support while you're trying to explore that inversion the wall is really really good for that but I wanted to write this manual because the wall is good at so much more than just helping us in inversions. It is such a versatile surface and it is a prop that pretty much every yoga teacher has access to. I will admit that it's a little bit tricky to do my wall practice in my house because my tiny house, um, pretty much all of the space is really used in 192 square feet. It's basically cabinets, doors and a little bit of shelving the couch and the fridge. That's pretty much all of my wall. I can actually take the ladder away and move that over and I get a little bit of wall space over on the left side here. That's where I will usually do some of my wall stuff but other than that I have to go to the studio because that efficient use of space doesn't make for a lot of open free wall space. But unless you live in a tiny house I am pretty sure that you can probably find a small piece of wall that you can use as a prop during your yoga practice. So I, I first kind of came up with this idea um, I guess it was like somewhere around 2014, 2015, I had this vague idea in my mind that I really really liked wall practice. I really liked how it opened up different variations of poses poses that were very difficult like handstand and shoulder stand became a little bit more accessible when you had the support of the wall but at the same time poses that were kinda habitual that we do a lot in yoga practice like downward facing dog could be done in different angles in different orientations to gravity and each of those orientations to gravity or positions to the wall opened up this very different experience in the way that the breath felt, or the way that the muscles were engaged, where you felt lengthening, where you felt a sense of grounding. Just within that one pose I could see this huge scope that was opened up by adding the support of a vertical surface. So then I started looking at other poses how could we take other poses and experience them in different orientations to gravity from different angles how did that open up the way that we could understand what was happening in the posture how did that help us to understand where our body was in space or what our alignment was instead of having to look in a mirror to figure that out the wall gives this very interesting gentle feedback especially if you just stand with your back against a wall I do this very often at work with my patients who maybe don't have the greatest posture or myself after I've been on the computer for too long which is most days just standing with your back against the wall without trying to change anything noticing where are the spaces or how much space is there between my shoulders and the wall, or maybe your head and the wall. How much space is between the lumbar spine, the lower back and the wall. That's the first step of self-awareness, of understanding where your body's default position is and taking into account what was I doing during the day. What has had an impact on the way that my body is aligning itself right now? I know for sure with myself if I've been in the car for a really long time or if I've been doing a ton of work on my laptop my posture is very different than if I just did a three-hour yoga workshop right there's going to be this hangover of whatever you did having this impact on your body and it helps to just notice because once we become aware of it we're going to then try to implement things that are going to help to bring us back into balance bring us back into that healthier alignment with creating yoga therapy at the wall this was a very long and very bumpy road basically when I came up with this idea that I wanted to write this manual I had zero experience with publication or formatting a book, creating the content for a book, organizing myself, doing the photography, any of those things. I had zero experience with any of those things. And I just kind of told myself, well, you feel really pulled to create a cohesive body of knowledge related to doing therapeutic practice using a wall. So I'll just kind of figure it out as I go along. How hard could it be? (laughs) Very hard. The answer to that is very hard. Um, So anyway, (laughs) I just started with this binder. Loose leaf paper. I would write down sequences. I would try to divide things into categories. What was an inversion that I like to practice at the wall? Was The restorative poses that I like to practice at the wall. And I tried to start to organize myself that way just handwritten stick figures as I usually do and I spent a few months doing that. I carried that binder around with me any time I had free time in between my day job or my teaching schedule I would pull that binder out and I would work on it. I ended up with this kind of crazy scattered group of poses that originally I think I was gonna try to do like 15 chapters and then at one point that expanded to like 25 chapters and at that point still did not really grasp the process that was going to be involved in writing, doing the photography, and formatting this so that it would be feasible to print it without it being excessively expensive, hopefully in a color format. Those were all kind of things that I had to figure out later after starting to actually write the book like starting to type the book I was going to originally use a website called blurb, B-L-U-R-B, which is a nice self-publishing website that I had heard about from other people and I checked it out and I started to use their software to format the book which was very nice because you know that if you type everything and put the pictures into their format it's going to be compatible with the way that they're going to print it which is great but for some reason um, I wasn't doing a really good job of backing up the information that was being stored on the website and on my computer and at some point during that process our computer crashed and I lost about six months of like focused progress on typing, and mostly mostly typing, not a ton of pictures, some pictures, but um, six months of pretty hard work was lost and it was really frustrating and at that point I was kind of like, you know, this was really just a stupid idea anyway, I don't know why I thought that I would be able to put something like this together, I've never done anything like this before I don't know anyone who's done this, so why am I trying to do this? It's kind of ridiculous." And at that point, I think to try to manage some of my frustration, Patrick kind of chimed in saying, well, you know, I know you put a lot of work into that first version of your book, but I'm sure the second version that you put together is going to be even better. And I was kind of like, I don't want to start from scratch. So I took some space away from the project for a couple weeks and tried to kind of emotionally recover from the loss of that amount of work and just in like the overall scope of my life I tend to be a person who gets really excited about projects gets super involved and has all these ideas and really gung-ho about creating something And then somewhere along the process of putting in the work and the time and the effort, being pulled in different directions by just life, my job, my teaching schedule, family stuff, there's always all these things kind of pulling you away from what you're trying to accomplish. My enthusiasm and my drive to finish that project usually starts to wane at a certain point, and I kind of fizzle out. So I have always thought of myself as being somebody who is good at starting projects, good at coming up with ideas, good at planning, really good at dreaming because I have that vada composition, but not really good at finishing and completing because I don't have a lot of pitta. I don't have a lot of that fiery element in me that gets really driven and determined to finish but one of my goals for this year for 2019 has been to get better at finishing the things that I started but I feel like that is really going to help me to move in the right direction with my career and my personal development being able to finish things that's kind of important if you start lots of projects and don't finish them you don't really have a lot to show for your effort and your energy so this was one project that I decided I had to really dig deep and find that motivation to keep going even when I didn't want to work on it. I felt that drive that I still needed to put that effort forward. Sometimes I really enjoyed working on the project, sometimes it was really fun and exciting, but there were a lot of times over the course of those three years where I feel like I stalled and either had to take a step back, had to take a break, had to like mentally space myself from it or i was forced to do that because of family or work obligations Um, sometimes we were traveling and that would kind of cause me to take a longer break or um, a couple times i started to get really bad carpal tunnel symptoms because i was spending like oh excessive amounts of time editing pictures typing revising just like absurd amounts of time on the computer which was not good for my hands and I started to get symptoms of carpal tunnel and thankfully the therapist in me was like okay you really need to step away from the laptop right now Like, you need to go do something else because you are getting a repetitive strain injury from writing a book about therapeutic yoga which is really uh, kinda of funny and ironic but Uh, very real, doesn't matter what you're writing about and how much time you're spending on the computer for whatever reason, it's going to take a toll. So even though this was for something that in the end would be really helpful and healthy, the process of getting there uh, was really putting a strain on my body. After I kind of gave myself some emotional space to recover from losing that first draft of the book, that was when I went back and looked at my handwritten notes and kind of realized that I I wasn't being organized enough I wasn't being focused enough this was really a point in my life where I started to hold on to that word focus because I was starting to see that when I scatter my energy that's when I don't finish projects. it's when I can gather that energy and point it in the right direction that's when I would able to make that transition from being somebody who's really good at starting things to somebody who is also good at finishing those things. I took a really hard look at my notes and realized that the volume of what I wanted to try to fit into this book was just absurdly ambitious and probably not going to create something that had a cohesive message. So I started to Reorganized the chapters and came up with the 12 chapters that ended up going into the book and having to weed some things out which was extremely difficult because I wanted to put everything in there but realistically and in terms of being able to publish this I knew that I had to keep the page count down especially if I wanted to print in color so I made the hard decisions picked out the topics and outlined the topics so that the book would have a good flow from focusing on why yoga at the wall is so interesting and useful to how we warm up the body not just physically but increasing our awareness creating that strong connection with self-study and understanding how our yoga practice impacts our body and then going through the different parts of the body. I broke up the chapters into core, upper body, lower body, spinal column, and then going through a cooling process of down regulation. And I think that chapter, chapter 12, cooling down at the wall might be my favorite chapter in the book. It's a hard choice, but that chapter probably my favorite because it talks about some of the really specific things about being able to downregulate your nervous system to be able to settle just because I see that as being one of the biggest things that people struggle with nowadays is understanding that you can learn strategies and tools that will help you to manage your nervous system that's where that self-regulation component comes in But, before we can self-regulate, before we can direct our nervous system in the direction that we want it to go, we have to have a good understanding of us as individuals and how we respond to different sensory input, different breathing exercises, different asana practices. But all of that kind of comes together in the warm-up chapter and the cool-down chapter in the scope of what creates balance within our body once I had those 12 chapters hashed out then I feel like my energy was definitely more focused and I started to put together more of the text and I think I'm really not sure because I've never published a book with an actual publisher but I think if I was doing a book with a, um, an established publisher I would have to do all of the written stuff and kind of know ahead what pictures I was going to do to go with the text Um, I was completely (laughs) disorganized with that I knew the chapters and I had like some of the text written but I wasn't sure what I wanted to put in the book and what I wasn't going to be able to fit so it was sort of a writing and doing the photography like back and forth depending on what I had time to do to do the photography for the book there are I haven't gone through and counted yet but hundreds there are hundreds of pictures in the book and I knew that from a financial point of view because this was all just like me like figuring out the project I was doing this on my laptop with all of the free software that's on there um, self-publishing like very very low-budget operation I wasn't going to be able to hire a photographer to do the pictures so I talked to the owner of the studio where I teach at and she agreed to let me use the studio as a location for the photo shoots and I had my boyfriend with the camera that I'm actually filming this on right now it's our Canon 80D that um, he had kind of watched some tutorials on how to take pictures and gotten familiar with the camera when we had gone on a few different trips so he was like Pretty decently skilled with the camera um, definitely not a professional photographer but I figured the closest that I was gonna get and um, being my boyfriend he was willing to help me in this project and was willing to donate his time which I feel like was a big ask because it was you know on our days off together which don't happen very often we were spending hours and hours in the yoga studio and um, Patrick has done a little bit of yoga but it's not like his passion it's not something that he loves the way that I do but he (laughs) agreed to go along and do the pictures for me to help me to see this project to completion so it was like hours and hours of me flipping through my manuscript trying to figure out what picture I needed sometimes I had little stick figures drawn in the margins so that would cue me in to oh yeah I wanted to do that pose there and I would run over to the wall and I would do the pose real quick tell him what angle to take the picture from whether it was like facing me or from the side he would take the picture sometimes I would check it to make sure that it came out the right way that you could see everything properly run back over to my computer run back over to the manuscript figure out what the next picture was so Um, really really tedious especially for Patrick standing there and then just like waiting to click and take the pictures and I had to do that several times because over the scope of oh gosh probably I'll say two years like the last two years of the the project when I was really working on putting the information together I was just going through chapter by chapter and I did the pictures for chapter 1 and then the pictures for chapter 2 and then a a different day we would have to figure out when we could do a photo shoot and then we would do the the pictures for like chapter 5 and 6 and then I might have to jump back and do pictures that I decided that I wanted to add in so it was a very disorganized process at that point I'm pretty sure if you're actually writing a book and you go to a photo shoot and you have like a set manager and lighting people and things like that there's an agenda of what you're going to do and um, I think if I was creating this book through an actual publishing company they probably wouldn't have wanted hundreds of pictures I probably would have had to scale it down a little bit more but that's also one of the reasons that I decided I wanted to self publish not that I had any publishing companies throwing themselves at me but um, I wanted to retain control of the creative process and I wanted to make sure that I retained control of the information so that I could use it however I wanted teaching classes doing um, things on Facebook or things on Instagram like all of the pictures all of the information remains mine because I didn't have a an outside photographer or a publishing company that now owns the rights to that information so I don't know what that process is because I've never been through that but I kind of felt comfortable like yeah I think I'm gonna self-publish because I want to retain all of that stuff as my own as I build this whole scope of what yoga therapy at the wall is so after several months of writing and doing pictures back and forth um, I started to get to the point where I was like finishing chapters and then I had to figure out like okay even though I've had many years of higher education no matter how many years of school I went to I'm still not good at spelling and um, not the greatest with like the specifics of grammar so thankfully my dad is really good at that stuff and he agreed to edit the uh, manuscript for me even though he has like no interest in yoga (laughs) I don't I don't know he might have done like one yoga class at the gym one time but other than that doesn't know yoga doesn't um, not familiar with like the language and there's a lot of technical language in the book But uh, what I started doing was, once I would finish a chapter, I would convert it into a PDF. I would email it to my dad, who lives about three hours away. He would print it out and write his editing on that. And I kept doing that over the course of multiple months until all the chapters were done. And I sent him the last chapter. And then the next time that I went up to visit my parents, they kind of handed me the whole packet of all the manuscripts that were edited my mom did a little bit of editing too which was helpful because my dad is more of the spelling grammar punctuation and then my mom will look a little bit more at like the the sentence and how it flows and if it makes sense to the reader kinda thing so it was a good balance but um, yeah so my parents were the editors for the book which was really fun now as I was going through the process of writing the book, I decided that I had this like idea in mind for the cover, which was a person standing in the middle and then kind of people branching off in different orientations to the wall because I felt like that was a, a foundation piece of why practicing yoga at the wall is so unique. So that's what I wanted the cover design to be. And I came up with this, stick figure design that I did on the free software on my laptop and um, very basic like super super basic stick figures Um, and then one day I was on Instagram scrolling through and I think Mark had sent me a message about one of my YouTube videos that he had watched and um, I ended up following him and a couple weeks later somehow ended up looking at his page and saw that he had these like really beautiful sketches of people in yoga poses. Came to find out that he was doing his yoga teacher training and that he also does graphic design. I saw one of his other designs that he had done and it was like this very flowy, art deco, art nouveau type of style which I absolutely love. And I immediately thought that this person could definitely create a much nicer cover design than my stick figures made in the free software on my laptop. So I contacted Mark and asked him if he was interested, kind of got a ballpark for what his design fee would be, and then we just started emailing back and forth. I'm actually not even sure where he lives, I think it's North Carolina. Um, but I'm in New Jersey so there was no face-to-face consultation it was just like me emailing him stuff him emailing me back design pictures and then me like putting notes on it what I liked what I wanted to change and just back and forth like that until we came up with a finished product which was such an interesting process and I think since social media came out I've kind of had this weird relationship with social media where I don't like it but at the same time I think that was one of the things that has happened that really helped me to see the power of social media to connect people who otherwise would not have had any contact with each other and I really enjoyed that because I feel like he was the perfect person to make that cover design into something a little bit more polished and professional but I have no idea if if we didn't have Instagram, I would have never been able to connect with him to go through that process and have that work done. So really really neat thing that happened there. So now I've been getting to the point where I took all the editing, went back, put that into the manuscript, I had typed all of the words and all of the pictures were edited, lots and lots of arrows, lots and lots of lines showing directions of movement and effort. That was one of the most time-consuming things of this whole project was editing the pictures but after everything was kind of put together I had to go back and finish the formatting process and this was one of the spots where frustration was definitely something that I was struggling with because I was writing this document in pages, the free, like, word processing that comes on the Apple laptop, which is not meant for writing a book, by the way, and that really posed some problems because it was hard for me to get the text and the picture to stay together. If I shifted something up above in the document, it would push some of the text down, the picture would maybe move, maybe not move, totally dependent on the day. That process of formatting this document with a lot of pictures, the pictures were really the most challenging part, pictures and charts and visual aids that really needed to stay in line with that particular part of text, but every time I would edit something it would shift the whole rest of the document, which wasn't the worst thing when I had them as 12 separate documents for the 12 chapters but in order to get them ready for publishing I had to merge them all into one document which was like a hundred and fifty pages long and if I edited something on page one it would cause this cascade of formatting issues throughout the rest of the 150 pages and it was like this constant (laughs) infuriating process and on top of that I feel like the closer I was getting to calling this thing done the more fear and anxiety I was starting to experience about the content of the book kind of having these thoughts of well is anybody going to really be interested in this does anyone want to learn about the wall to um, fear of there being like mistakes in the spelling or commas out of place or some you know little grammatical things that would not be perfect and somehow that would that would take away from my credibility. Um, Lots of lots of little things related to being a perfectionist which I thought that I had kind of dealt with and done work on and gotten past but when you're doing something like this kind of a big long-term project I feel like there it is rearing its ugly head again that little voice saying it's not good enough you can't say this is finished you need to go back through one more time no you need to go back through one more time you better edit this again because there might be a mistake somewhere so after like I don't even know I lost count times of going through it and changing things and like that wording is that the best wording you know maybe I shouldn't use that word I could literally spend like three more years working on this and still not call it done but I feel like at this point my job is to call it finished the hard part really being um, coming to terms with the fact that yeah there might be some little errors here and there, and I pretty much guarantee that once I've printed the final product and I flip through it, I'm gonna see something. I'm gonna be like, oh I should have moved that picture, I should have done this, I should have done that. And I'll I'll have notes to put into the next edition. I keep telling myself, well I'll do another edition. You can fix it later. It doesn't have to be 100 percent perfect. And it's probably stuff that I would notice that somebody flipping through the book wouldn't think about. It's just that I've been spending so many hours painstakingly organizing everything that it's uh, something that would jump out to me but I really feel like at this point I've put in so much work and there's so much important information in the book that I want to get to the point where I can put aside that inner critic and let go of that underlying perfectionism and just say, this is good, this is finished, and it's okay if there's some little minor flaw in there, it doesn't ruin the whole final product. And that has been harder than I expected, because I think I was working for so long to get to that point where it's done, but I think when I get to that point of it being tangible instead of being something that's been on my laptop for three years, having something physical that I can hold and look at. I'm hoping that I'll be able to feel some pride about the amount of work and effort and passion that I put into this and accept it even if it's not hundred percent perfect. So that has been my very long journey in the production of yoga therapy at the wall. And soon I should be posting information about how you can get a copy of it whether you want a physical printed copy or I'm also going to do a um, PDF download if you prefer to have things in an electronic version I totally understand that so I want to be able to offer both of those and I'll definitely be doing a lot of things on my Instagram about some of the wall techniques I already have a pretty substantial collection of videos on my YouTube channel talking about a lot of the stuff that's in the book so if you want to see if it's something that you would find interesting or something that would specifically apply to the students that you work with go on to my YouTube channel and see those videos because it gives you a really good idea of some of the content of the chapters and one of the... Redford's getting restless... one of the distribution outlets that I'm planning on using Not sure if I'm going to use Amazon or not. I have to kind of figure that out if it's going to work. But I'm definitely going to put this on an Etsy store. So the name of the Etsy store is Healthy Focus by Laura G. And I'll have the option to get the physical printed book or to download the PDF version. Whichever one you feel like will work the best for you. Thank you so much for listening to this rambling complex story about how I have worked through some of the the challenges and the pitfalls of creating this body of work and I hope that if you are thinking about publishing something I hope that my mistakes will help you to find a smoother path in your journey to publish the information and get it out there so that other teachers can use it. Definitely if you have a specialty or if you have an area that you feel like is really strongly pulling your attention I encourage you to put that together into some sort of a manual some sort of a booklet that you can share with other yoga teachers because that process really adds to the depth and the diversity of the body of knowledge that we have in yoga all of that helps so I wish you luck on (laughs) creating your future projects. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of the yoga focus podcast. If you'd like to leave me a comment or a question, you can go over to my YouTube channel at Laura G yoga and leave a comment under the video format of the podcast or you can go onto my Instagram, which is also at Laura G Yoga and leave me a question or send me a direct message on there. If you want to ask a question for a future podcast topic, go over to the Anchor app on your phone and you'll have an option on there to send me a voice message and you might be featured in a future episode. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end of the podcast. I just wanted to talk to you guys about the book that I released in June of 2019 which is called Yoga Therapy at the Wall. I've worked on this book for the past three years to create all of the pictures and all of the information in here. It's 162 pages and it's a full color manual. The chapters are broken down by body parts that we focus on using the wall to help us learn about different movement patterns and how to change some of the yoga postures to have a specific therapeutic focus and you can really start to understand when you look at the book why i feel like the wall is the most underutilized prop that we have in yoga we kind of forget about these things that we have all around us and that we almost always have access to a wall to utilize in the practice so This manual will give you a ton of ideas to expand and start to utilize the wall as a prop. If you're interested in ordering, you can get the printed version on lulu.com. You can either take the link in the show notes or you can go on Lulu and look up yoga therapy at the wall. There's also a digital download option, but for that you have to go on Etsy. And my Etsy store is Healthy Focus by Laura G. Or you can just search yoga therapy at the wall. Thanks. Hope you enjoy it.